Soft Extreme. Whether you need an AEG rifle, a gas blowback rifle, or a gas blowback pistol, Airsoft Extreme is the place to go. Try them out and to buy them. Airsoft Extreme carries all the major brands of guns, tactical gear, BBs, whatever it is you need to play, go to Airsoft Extreme. So the only thing you need to remember is AirsoftExtreme.com. Dr. Airsoft's here. He's done a number of online blogs about uh, iPro safety gear, airsoftmedicine.com. So, yeah, give him a round of applause. Yeah! Who's missing their field uh, guard? Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Steve with Airsoftology. And for all of our Airsoft medicine needs, we go to Airsoft Medicine. He was born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus rolling down Highway 41. He's Dr. <laughs> Airsoft. Thank you very much. And we also have Rangemaster Larry here on the Airsoft Medicine Podcast, brought to you by, I was going to say Circuit City, but I don't know why. <laughs> the, even they're not even open anymore. You're listening to too much radio. <laughs> <laughs> too many podcasts okay we are brought to you by uh spartan imports oh the uh yes exclusive distributor of classic army and also airsoft extreme which has both local stores all over california and online store if you can't find it at your local retailer airsoftextreme.com do the truck monster truck voice <laughs> airsoft extreme oh i i yeah it was too loud for the thing airsoftextreme.com okay now the secret's out they know who's doing the voice and, <laughs> and that's true it. nobody knows it's me now happily we're not doing the the the, the video this week because it's hot the, well it's hot and dr airsoft looks ridiculous he's uh <laughs> let me describe this for you listeners he's wearing his, his uh, eyeglasses which make him look very pedantic and doctor like but on the nose bridge he has uh, affixed the plastic clip of a his official airsoft medicine um, ballpoint pen, you know the kind we give away, and it uh, in, in such a fashion that the top of it touches him right between the eyebrows, and then makes contact with the tip of his nose. But the m- most important part is it hangs down in front of his mouth. Now, will you explain to our listeners why you have? This? I, I can demonstrate it. Okay. Okay. What would be a, a <clears throat> let's just say the word pop? Okay. This is me saying the word pop into the microphone. I'm not moving at all. I'm just taking the pin away and then saying the word pop again. And when we come back and listen to that, we'll hear a difference. Will we? Okay, this is with pop. And this is without pop. I'm, I'm trusting we'll hear So a it's like a, a poor man's pop filter. Yeah, I like that fancy one you have. Yeah. Now, did you know that the word pop is an example of onomatopoeia? Yes, that is correct. Yes, okay. I just, you know, thought we'd educate our, our listeners while we're at, because we don't just do Airsoft. We, we do all, all manner of, of knowledge. Now, isn't mama also onomatopoeia? I don't think so, because mama doesn't sound like mama. Ah. It, it, it can't just be, a, you know, uh, it, okay. It, the onomatopoeia is, is the sound, the word sounds like what it is, like bark, oh, growl, I, I had it com- meow, pop, I crack. Had, I had it confused with something else. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, this was today that we're recording. It's actually the day we're supposed to be releasing this. So I have to get home really fast and put Ooh, this yeah. together. 
uh, August 15th. And August 15th was the first day that the California Assembly came back and was supposed to talk about SB 798 because it was article number 59 today. Yeah, it was item 59 on their uh, third reading file, on the Assembly's third reading file. And we'll go into the, the details of uh, minutiae of California Assembly rules. But the, the, the entire legislature has been off for a month. So this is their first day back, August 15th, and their grueling workday began at noon. Now, what was the status of this bill? So when they got to that item number, they uh, unanimously, and because it has to be unanimous, voted to pass and retain. Now, Which that, sounds like terms that we use in <clears throat> GI medicine. That's what I thought. Yeah, GI! <laughs> Not that kind of GI. Yeah, pass and retain. It sounds like a, a person who collects their, you know, stuff or or in a correctional setting you know when it, when an inmate is on potty watch because he swallowed some contraband they put him in a cell with with um shall we say a toilet but no water so it can't be flushed and uh, they watch this character until eventually given the, enough time given enough time the contraband will uh, pass through but then the inmate sometimes does a pass and retain i.e if you ain't quick enough they have been known to Re-ingest. Oh, oh, I know. Yes, I know. It's uh, your breath really does smell like anyway. Anyway, pass and retain in this case though it just simply means this in in the California Assembly. Um, we don't want to get to it today. Let's do it tomorrow. Well, I, I think it's there's a whole bunch of them right there together that they just listed all of them, and I think it's because Senator De Leon wasn't there. That's right. my guess. Yeah. Well, generally the author is the one who has to to. Right. Um, recommend the pass and retain and the senate was probably busy doing something and something busy couldn't yeah. be in the assembly yeah, anyway so uh anti-climax nothing happened yeah no so along the lines of sb 79 which we're still waiting to have its third reading mm-hmm. and if it does then there's the potential that it could be passed into law but that would require how much to happen within how much time you said this last podcast Oh, uh, wow. Let's see. We have till September the, I forgot what the date is, but it's like uh, mid or late September that, you know, all, all bills have to, you know, have passed that point. Uh, the governor has to have them in his hot little hand by, uh, I forget the date. But last time you had said it was about four weeks yeah, after yeah. they come back. Yeah. So it's like late September. Okay. So uh, they really have a time crunch if they're going to do it. So. We really did have a victory against SB 798 when 150 of us spoke against it in that committee meeting and uh, mm-hmm. really changed the entire wording of what it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right now what it is is a very strange little bill that, that uh, the, the upshot of it is that um, local jurisdictions will have the, the ability to decide what, what rules to follow for these types yeah. of guns. So even if it passes, nothing changes for Airsoft. It's just all the local municipalities can have this little battle either occur or not occur on their turf. Now, the last time I checked in, in its written form, uh, our friends from the paintball industry were not exempted. Right. Do you, do you want to read the letter? You either read it in part or, or I will, I will uh, or give read, the gist read of it. Paraphrase. And... Um, why don't you set it up, though? What, what is this letter? Where did it come from? Okay, I have a... Uh, I don't know if he wants me to let his name known or not. Because, oh, I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> you you know who you are because you gave me this letter. So if, if you don't mind me telling people your name, I'd be glad to give some business toward your establishments later. 
I say that plural. Yeah. Um, but for now, we'll just call him my secret informant in the paintball world. And this is a letter from Tipman that is going out right now. It's, it's, it's this one, this sample letter is addressed to the Honorable Tom Amiano, who is the chair of the Committee on Public Safety of the California State Assembly. Dear Tom Amiano, I am writing to support the amendment of Senate Bill 798, which would maintain the current regulatory system for spot marker guns, which is uh, code for paint mar- paintball markers. The California Paintball Safety Coalition has been working with Senator Kevin DeLeon, the author of SB 798, to create legislation that promotes safety and responsibility to users of imitation firearms. Now, wait a minute. I thought it was to, the whole point was to, you know, keep innocent people from being killed by the police while they're brandishing guns after the police told you, show me your freaking hands. Innocent? Yeah, whatever. The... Paintball industry is 100% committed to safety on behalf of its players and their communities. The amendment which has been drafted, now this is drafted, this is not the not to be confused with what the uh, bill looks like now, but I think what they're promote, proposing is this. Uh, we, we will say something like, uh, it is the intent of the legislature to occupy the entire field of regulation of spot marker guns that expel a projectile larger than 16 millimeters. No city, county, city, and county, or other blah, blah, blah may enact uh, an ordinance or resolution prohibiting or regulating the manufacture, possession, or use of any spot marker gun which expels a projectile larger than 16 millimeters. So I can't do the computation in my head. Um, What is that? About 68 caliber? (laughs) (laughs) Just barely under, I believe. Just barely under 68. Okay. Anyway. This amendment recognizes that paintball is truly a recreational sporting activity and paintball markers are clearly distinguishable from real steel due to the, they didn't say, I'm I'm paraphrasing, due to the attachment of ball hoppers, air tanks, etc. Paintball is a wonderful activity undertaken by people of all ages throughout the state of California and around the world. It promotes active lifestyles and is often um, used in the cure of male pattern baldness and... (laughs) and uh, blah 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 blah, and it creates jobs, and it's a wonderful thing. And please, please don't throw us in the briar patch with all that other stuff. But, uh, but you know, as far as those airsoft guys, they're under the bus. Screw them. <laughs> okay, somewhere in that paragraph, you kind of went off the rail. Ah, uh, yeah, kind of made it up. But he says he strongly. But essentially, that's what they're saying. Yeah, that, but they, that's what they'd like to see. Don't you know? We don't care what happens to airsoft, but just leave yeah. leave paintball out of it. So some mole in the paintball industry rolled you this one yeah yeah and i'm sure jerry got one too because he he's grill airsoft and paintball oh okay so I, i'm sure that he'll talk about it yeah well a lot of the retailers have have a foot in both worlds yeah you know so i mean they well, yeah, like right here locally our, our local guy uh, right jf paintball and Air, or airsoft uh, and paintball up in grass valley yeah paintball they're uh um they're conflicted on this i mean they don't want to see one or the other one go down the yeah. tank yeah so anyway that's kind of where we stand now but um uh, you know, without eternal vigilance, it can happen to you. So, you know, keep up the pressure. I, 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 yeah. I seriously, I, I, without a question, they caved last time. They completely Absolutely. caved with all these airsoft people showing up. We made a difference, and we need to continue to. If there's anybody listening who is a California voter, I want them to go to airsoftmedicine.com, click on SB 798, and contact their assembly representative and tell them to vote no on SB 798. And by through that series of clickage, their rep will be apparent to there, them? Yeah, there's a, a link for them to find their local uh, assembly representative. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, somebody, somebody made the uh, effort to, 
Yeah. yeah. So so the battle goes on. It may be losing a little momentum, or at least we hope it is, losing a little momentum on the regulatory side. I hope. But, uh, you know, it's like rust. It never sleeps. you got to keep an eye on these people. Okay. And then uh, somebody else was saving the world. Did, did you want to talk about that or not? Which which one are you thinking of? The the safety standards? No, no, not that. I mean, regarding SB 798, um, the... Uh, People in Ohio who oh yeah are we not gonna well I I think not there's there's sort okay. of you know I think any effort to to put down SB seven ninety eight is a good effort okay um, I frankly don't care how much credit people take for it just as long as it gets done okay so we'll be we'll be kind <laughs> okay. to the people in Ohio who are really far from California and probably didn't show up at the uh, Capitol <laughs> no you're saying no okay never mind all right but we'll let them take credit for it anyway okay so. The other thing, well, before we jump into it, I also want to give credit to our other sponsor we didn't mention. You know, we talked about uh, Spartan Imports, we talked about Airsoft Extreme, but we didn't mention ESS. So, in addition to their commercial that we're going to play now, I also want to say they make a good pair of goggles for Airsoft. You only get one pair of eyes. You'll shoot your eye. I told you so. Silence the voices. Stop the nagging voices in your head that keep telling you to wear better iPro while playing Airsoft. ESS took their battlefield-proven Profile NVG goggle and added the Cortex clip to provide you with the extra protection you need to prevent damaging BBs from passing between the side of your nose and the seal of your goggle. Keep your eyes safe with ESS, found at ESSAirsoft.com online or at your favorite Airsoft retailer. And now that we've heard the commercial, we can go on and talk about the other people trying to save the world, the ASTM. Which stands for? Does it say on the document? I don't know. It's another one of these American, American National Standards or standards say, of testing uh, of materials or yeah, something like that. Well, I, I was just handed this, but what it looks like to me is a uh, it's a document that purports to be the they're proposing this be the standard for all airsoft fields of play, the uh, safety standards. It's trying right. to establish a standard, and the industry comes together to do this. So that they have a document to refer to that uh, is going to keep people safe and give insurance companies and lawyers something to refer to. That sounds bad to say it that way, but it's also good because it gives the field owners and mm-hmm. players some kind of a thing to look at and say, okay, that's the standard of safety. If we adhere to that, we should be okay. Well, you know, and I, I, I hate to say it, but it's one of those things where if you don't police yourself, somebody will come along and force it on you. So Absolutely. you might as well come up with rules and regs that you can live with. So here's a quick refresher or a quick uh, overview on this. That I, okay, here's answers my question, the scope. Scope of the document. This practice establishes minimum safety requirements for the operation of airsoft playing fields and provides for certain materials and procedures required. And they, you know, they do a bunch of uh, old definitions on terminology. Now, when we get down to operational procedures... We talk about um, they would like to see all the airsoft safety rules posted. Yeah, seems reasonable. They would like to have everyone uh, have a field orientation and a safety briefing before the first game of the day. So far, this sounds standard for everywhere I've played. You know, and it's pretty much standard at any firearms range. You know, uh, you may have heard it a zillion times. You know how how muzzle awareness and all that stuff, and keep your finger out of the off the trigger until you're ready to shoot and know your target and what lies beyond and all that stuff. But you may have been shooting for 40 years, but by golly, you're going to hear it again. Um, accidental discharge requirements. And this goes into a little more detail, but it basically talks about 
you know, we don't want that happening. So you're either going to put a, like a, a barrel plug in, you're going to remove your mag, clear your weapon, put it on safe, you know, have it in a case, whatever. Uh, we come down to 4.4. Goggles. All persons shall be required to wear an eye-protected device at all times while they are in areas designated as goggles on areas. Since no standard exists for airsoft eye proactive devices at this time, all eye protective devices shall be subject to the approval of the game operator. Okay, and it meets one of the following, and they cite some of the ANSI standards, so forth, so on. Um, now we're starting to get into some nitty-gritty stuff, a little more maybe controversial. Um, here's a couple. Uh, 4.5, all persons shall be required to wear adequate protection to limit entry of airsoft pellets into the ear canal, and 4.6, it is recommended that all persons wear additional protective devices which limit the entry of airsoft projectiles into the nasal and oral cavity. And, then, you know, fortunately, there's not a 4. Point, you know, 6.5 or whatever that says, you know, going without pants is right out. <laughs> you know, that could cause some really bad injuries. <laughs> well, okay, so, Doc, what do you think? Uh, the one about the airsoft pellets into the ear canal. I think that that one is uh, ripe for a lot of discussion. So first of all, I, I see my role as just giving information. What's What are the medical facts related to trauma to the ear? Well, it says ear canal. It's not even talking about the whole ear. Right. The, what, what do you call the outside part of the ear? The one You that, call it pinna. Okay, the one your mom ear. used to drag you around by. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's different parts to it as the, the helix here, antihelix, tragus, antitragus, different parts. He's pointing to these things as if, you know, okay, as if you can see him, but you just humor him, folks. Just nod like you understand. But these are different parts of the part that sticks out that we right. think of as the ear. Yeah, when, yeah. As a doctor, when we think of ear, we think of the part you can see and, and cut off if you're an artist about 100 years ago in yeah. Europe. But also, there's the internal part, the middle ear and the inner ear. And, and these are also part of the ear organ that helps you to hear and to have balance. Mm-hmm what we call a vestibulocochlear system, both balance and hearing. I won't get too wonkish on you. Okay. But I did a little bit of reading today, refresher on trauma to the ear. Now, I was looking at the ear as far as the external ear when I was reading about trauma and when I'm thinking of something hitting it in sports. Mm -hmm. They're not talking about that. No. But I'm going to talk about it anyway. Okay. Trauma to the external ear. You've probably heard of cauliflower ear. Oh, you uh, uh, college wrestlers or wrestlers, yeah. boxers. Yep, that's where you see cauliflower. Cauliflower ear comes from uh, tearing or ripping of the cartilage inside of the external ear. A couple of things are happening here. One is bleeding can occur between the cartilage and the thin membrane over it, the the perichondrium. Mm -hmm. You get some swelling there, some bleeding in that, and you can actually get so much in there that the pressure exceeds the pressure of the arterial blood coming in to give it fresh blood. Mm -hmm. So something dies, and that's cartilage that dies. So and that's what gives the, the cauliflower ear person that lumpy... Well, the, the uh, cartilage is what gives you your shape. Yeah. So if you lose some of that architecture, imagine what's going to happen to this floppy ear. Uh -huh. At the same time, when it heals, that cartilage can start to grow in very strange directions ah. and, and distances. That's the cauliflower ear. So that explains why my ex-wrestler friends look like that. That's, that's the reason. Now, do we want to require everybody in Airsoft to wear something over the external ear to keep that from happening? 
Mm-hmm. Now, there's full face masks, like the save face, that's a good one, yeah. that, that cover over the ear. But you've got some problems with that. It covers over the ear with a solid barrier that's solid all the way across the face to the other ear. And impairs your hearing. And hearing is all messed up. You, can't, you don't have good directional uh, sense with what you're hearing going on. And you're running, you're chugging, you're breathing hard. You sound like you're breathing in your own ear and you can't hear stuff going on. And you just, it's annoying to hear that really loud breathing too, for me anyway. So that's that's why I'm not a real fan of wearing the full face mask myself. Even that's, though why, I, that's why I don't call you very often. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you always use the text messaging? <laughs> you don't have to hear me breathing? <laughs> no, so you don't have so, to hear me, yeah. Okay, yeah. So so that's that doesn't have to be. You, the mask you use, the one that is the the wire mesh, that goes around the ears and doesn't yeah. bother hearing at all. No. So that's an option that can be done. And we're not worrying about the BBs causing cauliflower ear if they were to be hit, you know, hitting you so close that they fragmented and went in. Nah, no, we're not concerned about that. Um, but maybe a little more serious thing would be um, you know, a, a hole-in-one, so to speak, where the BB goes right down the ear canal. And that's what they mention here, actually going into the uh, auditory canal. Yeah. Now, what could you use to, to stop that? Maybe just simply an earplug would stop that. Something like the, um, um, what is it? Streamlights. Um, the uh, Surefire. Oh, product. Surefire makes it. Yeah. Yeah. The Sonic Defenders. Mm-hmm. We uh, did the video on those with you on the drums and mm-hmm. the decibel meter, although decibel meter was just showing how loud it was. Yeah. It's just totally subjective whether it actually made it quiet or not. I, I kind of felt like it did. I don't know if you were convinced. I, I wasn't totally convinced. Uh, you know, I've used the things at concerts, at really loud concerts, and it, it, it helps. It definitely helps in that situation. Could you still hear, though? You could still hear. Quiet sounds. And, I mean. and, and uh, you can hear uh, conversation if someone happens to you know, try to holler at you above the, the level of the music. But I guarantee you, too, that wearing it on an airsoft field would keep any BB from going down your it would your ear canal, it would and be you adequate. could still hear, and you could still hear. Yeah. Plus, the thunder bee wouldn't, you know, wouldn't rattle your brain, have you ring in and yeah. like bouncing into stuff. So, so maybe so, that's another great reason to, to use that one. Yes. And now, what is what is the concern? What, why why care about a BB going straight into the canal? There's a couple of different things. One is, yeah, there is risk for hearing. If you have that much trauma occurring, that much pressure hitting we're concerned about possibly actually injuring the tympanic membrane although i don't think it'd make it all the way there to actually come in contact with it that would be eardrum for you folks in the south that's correct (laughs) what what was it on our old radio show you used to refer to forest hill (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have to tell the whole world airsoft world about forest hill forest hill is to us what rio linda is to rush limbaugh uh, just that's all. <laughs> Even though, and either, in both of those places are within driving. I was going to say it takes about as long to drive to either one for me. <laughs> anyway, you, you, so you don't want to you don't want to pierce your your eardrum. Okay, here's the thing: barrow trauma, the pressure that occurs with the BB coming in, that alone can cause you to rupture the eardrum. In other words, the, the, the BB the, doesn't actually strike the um, correct. It'd be like now getting an all, open-handed slap on your Yeah, on your this hole. is all theoretical. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if you can generate that kind of pressure by something coming into the canal that fast, it, it could happen. Well, if you look at the way the ear canal is designed, it, it, it's it's not like an open hole to the outside world. It's It's got a little bit of a it's serpentine correct. hook into it's, it. It's, that, it's not a straight shot. You have to go around the, the part that sticks out in front of the canal. That's called the tragus. You're right. And so we're kind of designed not to have that kind of stuff happen to us. That's correct. God knew what he was doing. Absolutely. So, um, 
And so really what's now now being hit on the eyeball, if you were That's not wearing goggles well, the probability of that occurring to me is is a it's a clear and present danger. Probability of it occurring and probability of serious injury from it occurring Ab- are much greater. Absolutely. Both. And so the ear to me isn't, you know, that huge a worry. Now, there's that another, said, I still wear protection. <laughs> there's another part to this. Yeah. Say you get shot in the ear, but it doesn't injure the eardrum. But you still have the BB stuck there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How do you get it out? Well, here's one thing. Plug your nose and exhale hard. <laughs> <laughs> that works if you have a hole in your ear, which people do if they have tubes in their ears or they yeah. didn't heal from a, a previous injury. And we, when we do ear exams, we actually have patients plug their nose and blow so we can see if there's something flapping the breeze. Actually, there's nothing flapping the breeze, but you can yeah. see that their air Pressure. is moving yeah. or if there's any fluid there. If you have something stuck in the ear canal, any kind of instrumentation or attempt at removing it instantly causes swelling of a very thin layer of skin. It's, it's almost bone immediately beyond that thin layer of skin. So there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. You start messing around with that, it starts swelling. It makes the problem worse immediately. Another problem with it is any attempt, once you get past just the very opening of the ear canal, is very painful. So you vacuum it out? That's one technique. One technique is, is some kind of a suction device, and there's, there's several different ones that doctors use for this uh, because you, know, you have to suck blood away from things when you operate on them, and then they have one that hooks up especially to the ear scope so you can stick it in and have it hopefully get a good seal on the BB and pull it straight out. Another technique is if there's any space around it at all. Oh, I know, I know what I would use. What would you use? Duct tape on a pencil. Well, actually, what we use is cyanoacrylate, which is super glue. Duct tape on a pencil. And, and, we, and we put it on the end of, you're right. Well, you have we, to call it that so you can charge that much more for it. <laughs> we put it on the end of uh, just a wooden uh, swab. Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to say the word Q-tip. Okay. Because we don't want those in here. And then uh, wait till it's a little tacky and then put it against the BB, give it a second and pull it back. Another technique, if there's any space around it at all, is a wire with a right angle on it. You put it in parallel to the canal edge and then turn it when it gets past the BB and pull back. Oto hook. The Oto hook. That's mm-hmm. correct. I've now, had the Oto hook applied in, to me. <laughs> in, in my office setting or in the emergency department setting, if those techniques do not work, you stop and you call the ear, nose, and thro- ear, nose, and throat doctor and they're going to use uh, magnification. They're going to use a special large a scoop-like device, uh, what we call a speculum, to go in there that's a lot larger than the ones we use here, but still the size of the canal, and they're they're going to be able to get that out just within minutes. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not worried about that, but, but the one thing I, I'm, I'm uh, gratified to see is um, protect the nasal and oral cavity, your nose and mouth, right? Your teeth, your teethuses. And we're all over that. And your schnoz, yeah. Yeah. Because we've, we've posted up pictures of people with uh, actual... Uh, it didn't go up through the nasal cavity. Through oh, the, you're talking about Ryan's injury? The, yes, it went yeah. right through the nose. and and The front of his nose. Everybody knows somebody, or yeah. at least knows somebody who knows somebody, that if that's happened if to. If they've played long enough, mm-hmm. yeah, the stories are out the fields. Or teeth shot out. If you go to a big yeah. enough event, somebody's, somebody's losing a tooth if they're not wearing the proper gear. Yeah, and so we're both on board with you need to have some kind of uh, lower face, certainly if there's any CQB going on at all. And if there isn't, you know, most games that aren't CQB, close quarters combat still occurs here or there around a corner. It, it just happens. Well, the document covers a whole bunch of stuff like velocity, minimum firing distances. But 
essentially, I, I applaud this uh, effort. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. These, these are rules we can all live with. These are rules we probably all follow anyway. And it's better to have them, uh, make them official, post them, and keep the keep the lawyers out of us uh, and, and the uh, the uh, legislators away from us. And the legislators, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I'm okay with this. I know the guy who sent it to me was concerned about, hey, do we really have to cover our ears? Yeah. You don't have to, but. I, I, I guess I could see that part changed on it, but um, well, maybe yeah, it's open quick. to debate. Um, so. Yeah, he did say required. It doesn't say, it doesn't say. Uh, suggested but i like suggested so it's all right uh that actually wraps up another show so until next time this is range master larry and dr airsoft Airsoft telling all of you to you have to are we going to do it in unison oh play Play safely Spartan Imports Incorporated is one of North America's largest distributors of premium quality airsoft products for military training and recreational purposes. Our major product lines have full warranties, and we offer comprehensive in-house, dealer, and consumer technical support. Among the many brands and items we carry, Spartan Imports is the exclusive distributor of Magpul licensed PTS, airsoft products, classic army and javelin brands of airsoft guns, and amp tactical and mag brands of high quality airsoft and recreational shooting optics and accessories. Can we get a new raw? You mentioned calling and emailing. We do have on the airsoftmedicine.com page all of the phone numbers and email addresses for the members to get your emails and phone calls into those offices to voice your opposition to SB 798.